Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. We're a podcast about dating. We're a podcast about how to make it through these hellish times. We're a podcast that, you know, we just want to be your friends and we thank you for being here. <laughs> We're a podcast about hanging out in your house, talking, uh, to yes. listening to us <laughs> because there's nothing to do and everything's horrible. Um, and uh, we are here. <laughs> yes, we are here. I, I get better at this intro every week. I crush it more and more. We are here. We are bummed about the world. But we also do talk about dating, and we're glad you're here to join us. We have a very cool guest today, Jessica Stahl, who runs the amazing um, Instagram account. <laughs> like, what, the, when you blank on the word Instagram, you really know what kind of <laughs> state of mind you're in. <laughs> um, uh, she's an artist with an amazing web comics. Uh, Vanilla Cool Dance is her account. If you're not familiar and you're listening to this podcast about dating, get familiar immediately. So relatable. She draws amazing first worst date stories, uh, all sorts of very relatable content. And we're we have a really fun kind of lengthy conversation with her today. It was almost like having a new dater on, even though we don't have a new dater yet. Um, and on that note, Liza, should we just give a little spiel in case anyone's new here and they say, why are you Let's 51 give a spiel. first dates? Let's do it. Here we go. Okay, here's our spiel. Um, we are a dating experiment slash journey. Uh, we started when Kimmy was feeling in a little bit of a dating rut. And so she went on about a date a week. And we talked about all of them on the podcast. She made it to 32. And spoiler, she met her boyfriend. But we're not going to tell you when. It wasn't necessarily date 32. So you should right. go back and listen. <laughs> um, and since then, we've had two other daters. Um, and we have both of them have found relationships through our podcast, which is not necessarily the point, uh, but we're very obviously happy for them. We're in the process of finding a new dater now, um, and we are trying to navigate like how a new dater will go on dates during COVID um, and trying to figure out the best way to do that so in the interim and also even when we have daters on we have lots of guests we talk about dating we talk about sex we talk about all things dating Mm -hmm. um and that's the spiel how did I do you did a great job you did better than I've ever done and I want you to do it all the time now thank you oh my god no I only I only uh was able to do that because I um channeled your spirit Oh, why? Oh, well, look at us just being, you know, you know what's nice about this, Liza, is we're being so nice to each other and we're not nice to ourselves and no one in the world is nice. You know, I'm if we sound salty, it's because we are recording this after our president who just got really sick from COVID or who knows how sick came on out and said, don't be afraid of COVID, something 210,000 people have died from. And Liza said this earlier. So I I, I just want to say it again because it I so agree. And as someone who's lost a parent, not from COVID, but I cannot imagine the rage I would feel if if someone who got the best treatment in the world was coming out and saying, COVID's no big deal, and I had lost a parent or anyone to this disease, virus. It's just so cruel. I mean, that's like, I just can't imagine. And I, you know, it's, it's horrendous. It's like... One of my brother's friends lost both of her parents to COVID this this spring. And I literally, she was the first person I thought about. And I just was like, if I was her, I would want to burn everything to the ground. It's just mm-hmm. so mean-spirited and um, heinously insensitive. And it's not that we expected anything else. But 
Yep. I, oh, and I, I, I say all this on a dating podcast because, you know, there are only like, what, three more episodes of this till the fucking election, even though you can already be voting now and we hope you are. Uh, I say that because let's channel this rage. Well, if we want it, I'll be as decent and nice as Liza just was to me. She was very nice um, about about my my introductions, which are usually shit. Uh, you can phone bank through indivisible.org. You can go to votesaveamerica.org and get involved. You can see if you can still get postcards from Sunrise Movement or see what else they are doing that you can get involved in. Uh, and just make sure you know exactly how to vote. Make sure your signature is right on your ballot. We were just talking yeah. about that. Just, I guess, I know we're not, you know, we're not Pod Save America. We're not a giant fucking platform. But I just, if we all, if our community does everything we can to vote safely in person if we can and be a poll worker if we can, especially in states like Wisconsin where they are just so, I mean, they're short of poll workers everywhere. But I was hearing about that and it's a swing state. It just, it's really scary. We want you to take care of yourselves, but we want to take care of democracy too, <laughs> okay? Fully. That's my yeah. spiel. <sighs> and if you are able to vote in person and you feel it is safe for you to do so, please do so. Yes. I will be voting in person with a mask and gloves. And uh, I, uh, again, I would never want anyone to, to put themselves in, in a, a situation where they feel uncomfortable. Um, but... Uh, if you feel okay about your polling place, if you feel okay about your your personal health, um, I think it's I think it's really important to get those votes in person on election yeah, day. Yeah, do that. Why we, we both watched John Oliver last we, night yeah. and we're, we're that scared. Could, that's our transition to consumption corner. Okay, yeah, exactly. start with the negative consumption corner, but also informative. John Oliver is amazing. This you know the past few episodes have been particularly amazing. Last night was about voting, and I, I would highly recommend you check it out if you have HBO Max. I also think the whole idea of like vote tripling, or especially if you're Gen Z, if you're voting for your first time, if you can like get two other friends or three friends or even five, pick five people who you can hold accountable to actually going through with voting, because it's a fucking pandemic. It's easy to it would be much easier if we didn't have to vote at this time. Like just even for like mental stability reasons. Like this, the whole process, voting is stupidly hard. Um, but just if you can make a plan and hold some people accountable in your life, uh, that is, that would be great. It's the little stuff, right? Oh. Yes. I'm depressed. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We, we will talk about, we'll continue to talk about this in the next couple weeks. Uh, we hope you bear with us. We, uh, we are doing it because it's important to us. And with yes. the, plat- the small platform we have, um, we wouldn't feel right not doing it. But we uh, also know this is a dating podcast. We're going to talk about right, dating right, a lot right, today. Right, We're right. talking about talking about uh, sex, talking about uncircumcised penises. We're talking about all kinds dating of in Amsterdam versus the mm-hmm. U.S. Uh, really just a lot of great detailed dating stories about, you know, Venmoing after a date. Uh, I it's a good episode. It was fun to, again, just dive into Jessica's dating experiences and have her be so cool and open. And then she has these amazing comics at her account, um, at her account, at her Instagram account, at Vanilla Cool Dance, which highly going to recommend you follow. We'll probably say it 10 more times. But should we just get a quick, more upbeat consumption quarter out of the way? Liza, what are you watching yes. that's distracting you from this hellscape? Oh, my God. I am watching. You know I love Survivor, right? I've uh, talked I about do. it on this podcast before. <laughs> I'm watching a season of Survivor. It's so fucking good. I will say, and I'm embarrassed about this, I have seen it before. But it's... <gasps> I love it. <laughs> it's it's a, I'm re-watching a season of Survivor. Mostly because Jeff hasn't seen it. And this is like kind of like one of the best seasons of all time. And he kept being like, I want to watch this season. Like we've gotten all these other people into Survivor. It all started because Sarah Winter got me into it. Like I am spreading the gospel. It's all on Hulu. Spreading I would the gospel. Say, I love it. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I would say start at like season 25. It, earlier seasons are lower production value and whatever. But uh, I'm watching season 28 right now, I think. It's called Kagayan. And it is so fucking good. It just, I, I can, I've already seen it and every fucking moment is filled with twists and turn. I watched it like three or four years ago, so I don't remember a lot of it, but it's just, if you guys are just wanting to watch something that will suck you in and you can think a lot, 
or you cannot think at all. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff and I pause and we're like, okay, in this situation, what would you do? I would grab this person and this person and this person and then I would try to join us together against this person because I can make the case to them that this person's bad and like you know you can play it all through in your head or you can just sit fucking back and watch and at the end of every night I am watching Survivor and it is just turning the volume down on everything for me for a few minutes and Mm -hmm. it's been it's been good it's been needed I I really enjoy that. I love your passion for a show. Like of all the shows to rewatch, it's not The Office or Parks and Rec. It's Survivor. It that means it's so good. You're convincing me to check it out that season. It's if you're rewatching, so you know, even if you watched it a while ago, that's a show I just don't imagine one would rewatch. So I must, yeah. I must finally listen to you. You've said it before, and I've ignored you before. <laughs> I will say, like, I didn't want to rewatch the season but Jeff wanted to watch it so bad and I was like oh well you like just watch it and like if I'm you know if I'm into like maybe I'll watch some episodes with you maybe I won't like then I don't have to worry about it he put on the first episode and I fucking was like I'm watching every minute of this like it's it's a show that when Sarah our Sarah Winter friend of the pod she's been a guest a couple times when she uh recommended it to me I was like there's no fucking way I'm ever gonna watch that and then I got the flu and I was just like, I just got to put something on, whatever. And I put it on. And I think I watched like two and a half full seasons while Shit. I had the flu. And it's it's really good. Yeah, no, I, I it's, it's it's one of those things. I've heard it now from two people I'm very close to in my life. And I still haven't watched it. But I, I need Tony's to also going to like it. Okay. All right. It's a good couple's watch because it's like it's like social dynamics. But it's also there's like these athletic competitions. It's a yeah. good watch for you guys. I'm into it. I'm. I'll do it, and I can start with that season. I don't have to go, or should I start at season twenty-five? You know what? I'm gonna start a. I'm gonna start a text thread with with Yumi. Well, I'm <laughs> gonna text on the thread with Yumi and Sarah, asking her which season she would recommend. Okay, perfect. All right, great. Now that everyone you know heard that game plan, <laughs> um, we'll let you know what we decide. You can join us. Yeah, we'll update you. We'll update you. Uh, so what have? Okay, hmm. I've been consuming. I'm going to go it, double. Anything else, Liza? Hold on. Like. No, just garbage, just, you know, nonsense. Nothing, like, worth noting. Okay. Yes. I uh, continued The Vow. We talked about that. I feel like the last episode was a little bit more, was a bit redundant, but it's okay. Mm. We'll see. Still, I love talking about The Vow, but the episodes are getting repetitive. I did start Emily in Paris. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just got to be a big asshole. Um. Yeah, I started it. It's not good, but it's addicting <laughs> to look at Paris and like like within the first 10 minutes she's courted by like two different French men. It's it's the creator of Sex and the City. It's not like Sex and the City. It's but it's Paris. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I want super, that. It's just like you just want to keep gobbling it up and yeah. So I started that. You just it's like when's the next episode? When's the next episode? It's just it's the like ice cream of TV, the comfort TV in a way. Um, though it's a little sad. I was way too sad just looking at Paris, like, oh, a place I can't go. Uh, I want. I, that's exactly what I feel like. I need that escapism and also that like ice creamness. I need some pretty yeah. shots of another country and some, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, kind of the show where like big life events happen or it's something that could cause a heartbreak, and it's like just a little part of the storyline, and then this happens mm-hmm. and that happens. Uh, but I've also, so I've seen so much. I did not watch the season of Real Housewives of New York, really. I watched a couple random episodes. I I'm, I had tried Beverly Hills, Liza, at the beginning of the pandemic. Never got as fully into it. Did get into it for a minute. But um, I've heard so much about this season of Real Housewives of Potomac. So I was on Hulu, and they put the first season right up on screen for me to start. So we started that, and that's my leg before bed show now. Ooh, I just, is it good? I don't know anything about it. So it's I I find it good, and I think the thing is that it's gotten better more recently. I feel like it might have taken a pause because this first there are only four seasons, and this first season is from like fully 2012. Um, it's good. I like it. I like the women, uh, or some of the women. <laughs> no, I do. I like all of the women. I like the the chemistry, like the, the chemistry of the drama between the women. It doesn't feel like it's just like, I feel like Real Housewives of New York became like alcoholics and like Ramona's yeah. Trumpy. Like this is, it's pure. And I've heard that season four, the one out now is just fucking incredible. 
Uh, so yeah, it's definitely me like looking. It also doesn't feel super gross because they're all pretty, you know, cast. Like who's going to be in this cast? But it, this is so clear because it's a later part of the fran- It's a later franchise, I feel like. I wonder when Potomac came out in like the whole order of them all. But it feels hmm. like the most recent if I'm somewhat correct so it's just so clearly that they just cast these women and it's just funny to see them I don't know I just finished the first season and I also just loved the reunion because then all this shit comes out about like how rich are they really and everything and I I don't know it's it's the comfort food I needed and it's not as depressing as Real Housewives of New York I'm psyched that's incredible yeah I fell off Beverly Hills because it was just so much screaming <laughs> there's yeah. so much screaming at each other and I was like I want to see more of like the dank parties and houses and whatever and uh it, I feel like that's what I I I want yeah that sounds appealing to me because it's more like I need more interpersonal stuff but like just less screaming <laughs> yeah like there there will be drama and then like in one of the more it might have been the last episode that I watched you know before the reunion, you know, Giselle, one of the, she's like, we have to have a come to Jesus lunch. And it's so clear. They just like, it's all like almost scripted. They go through every issue that's happened through the season, but in a good way. And people have mm. fucking fiery comebacks. And one woman is just obsessed yeah. with etiquette, but she doesn't really have a ton of Dude, etiquette. I don't hate staged reality drama yes. at all. Like I'm loving Selling Sunset, you know, oh, like I yes. don't care if it's staged. Like I want a little polish on my reality TV. Yeah, that, I mean, Selling Sunset just excels at that. But I would say, check it out. And I think I'm not even on, you know, the good seasons yet. So Okay, incredible. Yeah. You sold me. Um, Good consumption corner. Do we have any final consumption bits? I don't think so. I think you can now consume our conversation <laughs> with Jessica Stahl, uh, which is very dating centric um hence this non-dating centric intro and we love you guys thank you so much for being here rate subscribe review if you'd like to pay us in stars that would be lovely we appreciate it and yeah enjoy our interview we'll see you in a second (laughs) so fucking bad at this so smooth we've done this for what three years okay All right, we are so excited to have Jessica Stahl, the artist behind the webcomic Vanilla Cool Dance, here with us. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. We're pumped to talk. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you girls today. We're obsessed with your comics. Um, We are really, really excited to be chatting with you. We're going to talk all things dating, about your Instagram, dating in Europe, where you're currently located, all of it. But first, as always, do you have a worst first date story? So I've actually been trying to think of a worst first date story. And as much as I draw about terrible dates from my own experience and from others, I can't think of one specific instance that stands out. Um, I think that some of the worst ones are, for me, the one where you go and immediately know that it's not really a thing and then you don't really know how to get out on the of the date and also for me as a content creator when I almost would prefer a really bad date because then at least you can change um change it into something funny and use it for content but when it's kind of just boring um and also not a vibe or a click then that to me is a bit of a um bust I guess because uh, it's like a waste of my time um but also a waste of any material um one time I went on a date and the first thing the guy asked me was how does he look and I thought that was a bit of a weird thing yeah so I like the first thing out of his mouth was how do I look um so that was what'd you say well how did you respond to that this was a few years ago I'm trying to think Oh, I probably like good. I was like, like fine. fine, fine. You look fine. <laughs> but that was just the the first thing. And then later he insisted that we get dinner and I hate doing dinner on a first date because I don't want to be trapped into a, a meal. And he, we took, uh, we went to get Chinese food and we were eating and I was telling a story and he stopped listening to me and just like totally started tuning me out. And I, and I said, Oh, like, is something wrong? Are you bored? And he said, no. 
maybe we can just be silent and stare into each other's eyes for a little bit. Oh boy. Holy shit. Like That's pretty bad. It was just, it was one of those dates where like you could tell kind of that on either side of you at dinner, both other tables were just kind of looking at you. <laughs> like Ooh. they knew it was a bad date. So, um, so yeah, that was extremely uncomfortable. And then it turned out that he had a breakup. He didn't have a place to stay that night and he assumed that he was going to stay at mine. So now that I'm telling the story, maybe that was yeah. the first day that Whoa. was pretty standout. Yeah, Jessica, you got it. I mean, that's pretty bad. There's some content in there, I think, even if you didn't yeah, so make I, it yet. I think I got three comics out of that one. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I feel like that's such a classic example of, like, who raised you? Like, who taught you that any of these behaviors are okay? Like, that's so troubling that people feel like it's fine to do those things. Yeah. And then he asked me out again, like a week later. And I just could I. Oh, and then, sorry, there's one more thing he did. He grabbed my waist on the side. Um, I was wearing a dress and he grabbed my waist as if to check what was under the dress. And it was, yeah, it was just on, but I'm really bad at getting out of dates or I used to be. So this was, um, it definitely went on a little bit too long, I think. Wow. So what was your follow-up to his text or call asking for a second date? Do you, I mean, do you ghost in that situation? No judgment? Uh, do you just say like, hey, I'm not into it? So I'm a really big fan of the, hey, it was a, I don't know if I said it was a nice time in this case, but in general, <laughs> hey, I had a nice time. Um but if I'm honest, I don't really see it going somewhere and uh, wishing you the best of luck and thanks again. And most of the time I get really good responses from that. And I really yeah, like to good. advocate for that because I feel like so many um, men or women fear that they're going to get a negative response. And mm-hmm. I want to promote to the world that um, sometimes you get a insecure or aggressive response, but on the whole, it's mostly positive and you both can go your own way. And um, so I really, yeah, people are afraid of ghosting because they find that it hurts people. They think it um, that they will hurt somebody if they're honest with them. And then I try to put promote just being honest and then it's way less painful in the end. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree and subscribe to that I think we try to talk about that too I think you know one if they do react in an immature way that's about them not you and like also you weren't into it so what you know you can just move on two I am very immature about very many things I'm an incredibly reactive person and I've never like lashed back out after getting attacked like that it's more like it just it hurts but not as much as ghosting hurts and it's it's just like okay that didn't work out on to the next, you know, no time to even linger or wonder. So I I think that is a really solid um, move. And I'm glad you brought it up. I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. And we all need some, you know, manners. It's 2020. Like, let's be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's And it's so – it's funny because it is so simple, but there is such a, like I, – I, I completely understand the impulse to just fade away. Um, but I feel like it's always gone better when I've been honest. It's just like what everything boils down to here on this podcast. It's just like fucking be honest. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, just do it. Just yeah. be honest. Yeah. Although I, in, in kind of um, on the flip side of that this past Sunday. So every Sunday I get submissions from um, other, uh, from my followers about their own experiences. And ironically enough, this past Sunday, it was uh, a, text conversation of the guy asking the girl out again she says something like basically what I said like I just didn't feel a spark or but wish you the best and he responded um well something like well I guess you're gonna miss out on the best sex of your life you fucking bitch or like something totally and then I had all these responses from women saying that this was so common so which, but again, that's totally on that person, and still, most people respond no- normally. And um, yeah. I guess it's further validation that they were a bad person or not your person to begin with. Also, yeah. like, I hope she responded. Like, I doubt it. People who are good at sex, like, don't send <laughs> yeah. texts like that. <laughs> they just don't need to, you know. 
<laughs> oh, All that's the weed. Like, I'm going to blow your mind and then don't. It's like, no, you're not. It's going to be like short and disappointing and I'm not going to come. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Jessica, I have another follow-up. Or you, you know, when talking about this date, you said you're really bad at ending dates or you used to be. So I was always terrible at ending a date even if I was having a bad time. How did you, how do you now end dates? What's, how did you kind of change that habit if I picked up on that correctly? Oh my God, did I just lie on a podcast? Um, <laughs> no. You're allowed to. We're figuring it out. I think I, I think, I don't think I'm great at it. Um, but if somebody says, oh, like, shall we get another round? I think I used to just be like, totally. And now I will say, you know, actually, I, um, I'm not quite sure. Um, I have to get, get up early. But I think what I've done more that's helped me so that I have, can avoid those conversations is, um, especially when I'm not sure, because especially for a first date, you're never really sure. You don't know, because it's so much more than looks, even if they don't look like the right person, it's like that aura or the vibe between the two. So mm-hmm. I try to always put in like my schedule is quite busy. So I may have to um, jet to finish some work or work on um, vanilla cool dance or I have dinner plans after um, or I have, so I try to kind of make plans that if, uh, yeah, the worst that happens is the date goes well and I either fake cancel the plans or you just know that you're gonna see them again and it's fine and you see them the next week. But to preemptively have your kind of out if you need to take it I find that easier have you guys uh gotten any better with the on your end I mean I'm even bad at it when I'm well I I'm I like to say that I can't stop hanging out like not that I hang out with friends who I am not interested in hanging out with but I'm just bad at going home if I'm having like a nice time I like being out which is like lol it's a pandemic but I used to love going out and like hanging out at bars so I feel like I completely agree with your strategy. The only way I I am also lying because I didn't really get better in all of my time dating. At, but I guess I would just say something, you know, it's kind of cheesy. I wouldn't be like, I have to get up early, but some other version of that. Like, you know what? I think it's time for me to head home because of work. Or I should have been super smart like you, Jessica, and said something in advance because I think that's that makes sense. Just setting it up for like, hey – this is our first date. It's going to be short because we both have lives and then it takes some pressure off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I probably don't even go into the nuances of being like, I have a something specific. It's probably just like, oh, I can meet for a quick drink here. And then it yeah. kind of already sets the, the tone. Um, but I have gotten better at if a guy asks me out again on the date and I don't mm. see it going somewhere that I used to kind of do the whole, oh, well, yeah, like, yeah, I could. And then later I would, they would text me and then I would cancel. And now I'm, I'm better at, be, at being totally upfront and just saying, I really had a nice time, but I don't want to waste either of our times. And uh, so that that's changed, I think. That's I very brave. That. Yeah, I have so much respect for that. Do you, how do you feel like you've gotten mostly positive responses to that? I feel like mostly people we've heard about um, people have been cool when that's been done in per- person. I think it's harder to be a little dick when it's not over text. Yeah, most most people have been quite polite. They're probably a little caught off guard. So you do feel kind of bad. But I think in the long run, you've just saved them time totally. and energy. And so it's better for them in the end. Um, it, it, it's also just so interesting, right? Because I'm on this date too. And you think this person's not going to ask me out again. Like what date were they on? But they clearly had, um, yeah, had a different experience or they're asking because they weren't sure where you stood. And then you kind of prove them right by saying that you're not interested. But yes, yeah. being uh, honest is a, it's is so a, hard. Art. The Dutch are very direct. So as a culture, it's um, it's really to the point. And uh, so so maybe I've taken it from that as well. So they're really quite blunt or specific. 
My favorite thing is they'll sometimes say like, I'm just not in love with you. And it'll be like on the fourth date. I think that's like, their, I think that's their way of saying I have a, a crush. I'm not hundred percent sure. I've been here five years, but I still don't really know. They'll just be like, yeah, I'm just not in love with him. I'm like, are you supposed to be? But they will say that to your face. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, I, yeah, that's so interesting. It, I'm just having a moment because like you were just talking about, you know, are we on the same date? You know, it's so much about a vibe. But then even culturally, like dating within different cultures, thinking about love so early, even if it's just a turn of phrase in certain ways. I don't know. It's I'm just kind of mind blown that, yeah, you've dated five years in another country. How has that been? Um, yeah, I really like it. Um, I've dated people from quite a lot of different um, cultures. I remember the first time I saw an uncircumcised penis. That was <laughs> that was probably like the biggest experience. Like for the record, I I remember being down there and being like, oh my God, it's my first one. And I probably <laughs> ruined the mood, but I was really excited about it. Um, <laughs> I still have never seen one and I'm I w- I lived in in fear of ex- of encountering one in my dating days. I used to be, you know, when they're erect, they kind of all look the same. Okay, that's good to know yeah. <laughs> for the listeners. For the rest, I've never seen listener. one either, and I, I yeah, I don't want to judge anybody though. It's just in the U.S., it's so normal. Or sorry, well, it is. It's prevalent yeah. for penises to be circumcised. Well, it's funny because when I came here, um, I said I had never seen one and they're like oh you've only been with Jews like Jewish people because like that's it's so not uh common here and I was like no 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 it's like a great large statistic of Americans or people in the states without um with uncircumcised or with circumcision so that was pretty funny but yeah so that was an exciting moment and now since then I've seen many and um yeah, they're they're all there's they're nice. <laughs> so would you say like most of the people you're going on dates with are Dutch? Or are you going on dates with other, you know, other people, yeah. other Americans who have moved there, people from other cultures, like Yeah, I've gone out with a lot of Dutch, probably mostly Dutch, um Americans, uh New Zealanders, Kiwis, um South Africans uh some brits actually not too many brits i don't think um yeah so i've gone through a lot of different uh areas um what you know i feel like we're always trying to unpack this and then we figure out that every city feels the same way at least in america about dating you know like the stereotype of new york being so hard to lock men down because they're peter pans forever do you think there's a stereotype in amsterdam or just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, the stereotype that I learned coming here is that I don't know if this is true, but that there's more women, way more women in Amsterdam than men. So men uh, don't need to. It's a combination of the directness. So uh, women will go up to men and approach them, but also men don't necessarily approach you as much in bars. So I find it, um, I find it personally really hard to meet people in real life outside the expat community um if you're just at a bar people really go with their group of friends to hang out with their group of friends and it's not even the body language i've noticed when i'm ordering a drink at a bar in new york you kind of are tilted a little bit so that your body's open so you could easily just say to anyone oh what are you ordering and here everyone's really staring straight at the bar with no opportunity for a conversation so that was one that's that's quite hard so unless I find it's way easier to meet, especially Dutch people, if you're at a house party or via via friends, um, friends of friends. Um, and I've had less success at bars. So that, that was a, yeah. I'm like, yeah, my roommate's in the other room. She's Dutch. I feel like I should have her vouch for what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's a thing that I think that a, a lot of people, I take for granted in New York how easy it is to fall into conversation here and how generally like it's kind of cool to go up to someone and be or I don't know you're at the same bar so I'm being like oh my god this fucking bartender is so slow or you know whatever just chat about something um it's that's got to be hard especially as I mean I know everyone in Amsterdam speaks like 
beautiful English, but especially in a culture that's not your own in a place where you don't know people who are from there. Like that's got to, yeah, that's, that's an extra level. So are you mostly dating on apps and what are the apps prevalent there? Like what kind of apps do you guys mess with? I think we're, they're pretty much the same. The ones that I know of are, I mean, like, uh, hinge is becoming bigger, bigger here. Um, I know that's in the States too. Mm-hmm. Uh, happen. That's one where oh. like, it's by proximity. So how co- you pass somebody and then you kind of get the match or they show up. Um, Bumble's big, but that's also big um, in the States. Tinder. And then I think the other one I've heard of is Inner Circle. I don't know if that's also oh. there. I've Okay. So I feel like Happen and Inner Circle. I remember using both. I still get emails from Inner Circle. But I feel like they've died down in the States. So that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't what's like the premise? it. Yeah, what's the premise of it again? I'm forgetting. Is it Inner like Circle exclusive? is like an elite thing, an exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really feel that exclusive. And um, and you can see who's viewed your profile. And you have to like pay to unlock certain things. But mm-hmm. I don't like it because... Um, well, maybe you can turn it off, but it was like you anyone could message you. You can probably turn that off, but I didn't like it that anyone could message you. And then I was scrolling through and it wasn't, uh, they weren't, they weren't for me. <laughs> yeah. Fair uh, but yeah, I mostly meet people um, from the dating apps or I guess from via via uh, from people. So in real life, but not really a stranger at a bar or yeah, out. It's yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's so hard to meet a stranger at a bar, even in New York now, I think. Liza is extremely talented at just having conversations with people at bars, but like, I don't know. I Before I moved to LA, which here I cannot imagine meeting a person in the wild because everyone's in their car and people don't go to bars and eh, it's a pandemic too, so. But I do think in New York, like I noticed a big change between like pre and post dating apps, people being more likely to chat you up um, and then dating apps making us all cowards now. Yeah, it does feel uh, different now What than when we were, like, in our early 20s out at bars. I, you know, I felt comfortable just – I mean, well, when I was dr- drunk, I you, I can't be stopped from, like, just yammering to strangers. But <laughs> I always felt comfortable just going up to someone and being like, hey, what's up? Having fun? What are you doing? What are you – like, it's just like a <laughs> – God, I love that. <laughs> but I now – and I don't know if this is because like I'm – and a half away <laughs> yeah but the weird thing is I feel like it's gotten more like that in New York now but also I'm like older and haven't been single in a while so I who knows what hell I would be unleashing um <laughs> if I were just no. still regularly going to bars like five nights a week or whatever the fuck we used to do when we were 23 um, such yeah. stamina we had I know yeah, it's I'm never tired I also don't know if, because I left um New York five years ago now and I had a relationship before I moved here and so I also don't know what if it's like oh it's because I live in Europe and that's how it is here or oh it's because I'm older or um or if it is the exact same and it would have been the same at 25 in New York I'm I'm not quite sure so everything I'm like maybe it's a European thing yeah probably not (laughs) No, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's that, that's interesting. Like, is the world just, are we all, are we going to have a big shift back to meeting in person? Do we get sick of the dating apps? I mean, we get pitched by people starting new dating apps all the time, which I think is, I I mean, there's room for innovation in dating apps, sure. But I'm just like, I feel like the if you're using the same ones in Amsterdam that we're using here in the US, I think it's like the market is the market. And then- yeah. Like, do we all just, like, rebel against them at some point and totally – I don't know, like, what disrupts dating. But that's a boring topic. Okay. I'm pretty sure of it as well with dating apps. So yeah. I'm, I'm now doing um, – I went on speed dating once. I tried. Ooh. Which was more fun than I thought, actually. Um, I that love was- that idea. I've never done it. Tell us more. What did you like about it? Because I'm pro in theory. It was actually quite exhausting. So it was like 19 people that you had to talk to and it was two and a half hours, not talking five or like nonstop talking five minutes per person. It was a lot. It was, it was full on. Um, and it didn't actually lead anywhere. Like I got three matches or I liked three ish 
Um, and then they were a match with me. Um, I think that the men probably, or, you know, I'm just amazing. And it was like over half of them had said yes, but I, so I said yes to three, but it didn't really end up going anywhere. But what I liked about it was it was kind of like Tinder in real life. So you get that whole five minute aura and you're just like, no, this is not my person. And to be honest, it was just a funny event. I went with a friend and we just kind of laughed about it. And uh, yeah, it was broke up the monotony of the apps. And I don't know if I would go expecting to find my person there, but it was pretty fun to just try it once. Yeah. And I feel like it's fun to, it feels like practice or like training, you know, like you're doing 19 mini dates. You got to just like get in, make an impression, get an impression, like try to find some common ground and then that's it. You know, it's so, it reminds me of this is embarrassing, but I, whatever everyone knows, I was in a sorority at one point and it reminds me of when we would do sorority rush, it would be like rush. five days of three hours of talking to people and you just had a million five minute conversations and some of them were just like so bland and some of them you were like oh my god that's my future friend you know and it's it was like practice of how to talk to people and I feel like it's it's cool to have like condensed dating practice I feel like in theory I've never done speed dating but I feel like in theory I'm very pro the idea as like a fun thing yeah yeah and oh my god you're totally right it is like sorority rush <laughs> I all like sorority as well <laughs> oh my god which one alpha delta pi at the university of miami oh okay we didn't have that I was, but at, on my campus i was kappa delta at northwestern nice. shout out i wasn't in one but it's because we didn't have greek life at bc i'm sure i would have been in otherwise like let's be real so <laughs> i don't know it's the least on brand for who i thought i was in college but i as with everyone I didn't know who I was in college and I yeah anyway (laughs) okay so let's talk about vanilla cool dance and how you started it you are so talented and it's not even your full-time job or it probably feels like your second full-time job but yeah Jessica what inspired you to start the account because it's super relatable and just awesome thank you so um so I moved to the Netherlands um five years ago my, I had a boyfriend at the time in the States and he broke up with me and I was just kind of a wreck. And before that, I had been backpacking in Southeast Asia. And I thought the only reason I moved back to the US was really to be with him. So I didn't really feel like I fit anywhere. I didn't know where I wanted to go. So I just booked a one-way ticket to Amsterdam. I had never been here before. I didn't look at the weather. I probably should have. It rains a lot. Um, but I moved here and I didn't have a job. So I moved in with 17 flatmates in this university housing, which, yeah, it was, sorry, um, this is like a movie. (laughs) It was a bit like a movie, I suppose. So I met this girl, um, who has become a really good friend. We met in when I was backpacking and, um, she was studying, uh, to get her medicine degree and, um, and they had an extra room where it was like too small for the university to rent out. So I bribed them with TVs or couches and they let me sleep there. And it was um, quite small. Uh, Fast forward a year and a half or a year later, I've been looking for jobs um, and nothing is happening. And I was really low. I had another, I was seeing another guy and he kind of ended it. That was never going to go anywhere really, but it was kind of just like the breaking point where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm living with 17 people, I'm unemployed, I am recently dumped, and everything was super, super negative. Um, So then I started drawing about it, and I started to find the humor and the irony in my situation, and I tried to reframe my whole life um, to create something more funny, and through that, Vanilla Cool Dance started, and I started taking any shitty experience or any super self-deprecating um uh moment and and use that kind of humor to change the narrative and create a more empowered story for myself um yeah so to really help me laugh through my current situation and so that's how it started and it used to be really like a um more a, a diary of what was happening in my life and it still is so all the stories are still um about me but 
over the past three years, they've definitely become more um, um, about female empowerment, sexual empowerment for women, um, breaking down taboos um, and trying to open up conversations. So it's definitely gone more in that direction than it originally set out to be. And um, so, yeah, that's the origin of uh, the account. I love it. Where are, I, I feel like this podcast almost or other content when Liza and I were producing together came from the first thing we ever produced, our little web series, but came from like, you know, some heartbreaks and down times, you know, and we were like, let's make something out of this. And I just like what you've done is so amazing. And I think uh, just, you know, you're included in the amazing artists who are using Instagram to like create these very relatable renderings or drawings, (laughs) renderings, Jesus, that like are so comforting. It's like the best kind. It's not a meme. It's but I'm so grateful for the I'm grateful for very few things on Instagram, but accounts like yours really make it, I don't know, this make this whole slog like, oh, we're all in this together. So thank you. Yeah, it's funny. The word comforting, um, I've heard it a lot more now from people submitting to me, especially when they read each other's stories. Um, So each week we, I bring up a topic like it can be funny or or so um, like, what was it? Most kinky um like uh whoa that was kinky and then people submit kinky stories or um that time I was gaslit so that's obviously a heavier topic but where people are really reading stories from people from all over the world um I thought what one I thought was really interesting was what I wish I learned in sex ed because that was also you got super funny answers um but also from different parts of the world where really sex education is so limited and women are in such a different position than they are even in um, the States or in the Netherlands. Um, It's really amazing to see how they're learning from each other as well and have the sense of comfort exactly that you mentioned um, from seeing whether it's embarrassing moments and you're like, oh, other people like, I don't know, one person said she farted herself um awake like the first night she slept over at somebody else's <laughs> house and it's like you get a million responses are like oh my god I did that too <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not like a weirdo yeah so no kind like of we things. have bodies <laughs> yeah we, have, we are human yeah. I farted the so overnight really the first that. night I ever spent with my now fiance and I don't remember it I didn't fart myself awake but he was awake and heard it and only told me like three years later so really (laughs) I really that's the key like Jeff though shout out to him for waiting three years to tell you very sweet oh lord um so tell us a little bit about we always kind of like to ask this about of content creators who are making stuff about dating on the internet do people you go on dates with know about vanilla cool dance has anyone ever been upset about an illustration you've made have you yeah. had any conflicts of interest in that way? So that's funny. I have a few funny ones uh, on that on that note. Um, most, I don't know. I've gone out with a variety of guys. Some guys are, um, so I don't like to tell people when I first go out with them about the account because, so if I have it my way, they don't know until a few dates in because I do think it can give a specific impression of me. And until they know my, my sense of humor or who, who I am in real life, I don't really know 100% what impression that gives. And, um, and I like to have a bit more control over that before they see, they see the account. Uh, but I've gotten reactions like, oh, am I going to be on it? I'm super cool. Like, I, I hope I'm on it. And then I'm like, you have to be really fucked up to be on it. And then don't be on it. Um, I've had people that I dated more seriously. One person said... Um, I just kind of ignore that they're not like, I just pretend they're not you. And that was a problem because I was like, they are me. And so I don't really know this is not going to work out then if you can't cope with the fact that these are my stories. Um, one embarrassing thing happened was I drew about a really, in my opinion, empowered comic in relationship to my ex, um, like my more longer term, uh, ex-boyfriend. 
and I was, it was a little specific. It was like to the, to the date, like upon reflection of my uh, conversation five years after the fact, so like quite specific <laughs> and um, it was quite a vulnerable post, but I did it in a really empowered way. And then I found out a week later that he got engaged two weeks before, like two weeks before. So a week before I posted the comic. So to our whole joint network, it looks as if I saw he was engaged and then wrote this comic and they're just thinking, I remember talking to a friend and she was like, oh yeah, I kind of just saw it and thought she'll be fine. Like she'll get over it. I'm like, no. (laughs) Oh my God. uh, That was pretty embarrassing. And then the most recent thing that I'm experiencing now is I went out, um, I met a guy through um, a new friend of mine, the guy she sings, um, one of his friends. And I had recently um, met them and I had seen him a few times. And, and now I'm in a position where he follows me and, um, and it's a nice group of people and he's not a terrible person, but I have a lot of content from the date that I'm like, don't know how to use or when is appropriate to, um, to post it because our last date was a bit, um, yeah, well, it wasn't my best uh, dating experience. And now I have, yeah, I'm just sitting on content waiting to figure out when is appropriate. And that's never really happened before. Normally I just kind of throw it out there. And um, yeah, but maybe you must have experienced that too, going on dates and then also talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, it was like in hindsight, yeah, we just kind of went into this. And I think because it started small, it felt okay. And I still stand by that we did a pretty good job keeping things anonymous and talking about like my experience. And I think we still do with our daters. But yeah, it was – there was one date and I was like, maybe let's call this whole thing off who just – I hadn't told him we were about to go on our third date. And an hour before he canceled, he was like, I found the podcast. Thank you for all the nice compliments about me. I just can't date someone, go on dates with someone, and then hear about the other people they're going on dates with. And that's when I was like, I need to tell people sooner. Like, this feels, I I totally get that. And I'd be kind of like, I've now wasted, yeah, we had like a three-date rule, rule and we were like, I think we've got to say it sooner. Um, But it, uh, yeah, that's where we're, even when we think about, you know, needing a new dater, there's such a fine line between, I don't know, making it clear you know what you do is so cool or telling someone up front that you have this Instagram account or this podcast it's a part of you it's your stories um you know and then you know what does that do yeah a to a first impression on a date do people still take dates seriously then like if we had a new dater who was like I'm going on dates for this podcast I just feel like things get weird really quickly and like we're not the bachelor so or bachelorette so like we had Serena Kerrigan on recently and what she's doing is really, really cool. And so clearly we're going to, yeah, she's great. We're going to date on Instagram live or or go on dates on Instagram live. Um, But even she's like, yeah, some people seem to just want to be on Instagram live with me, you know? Uh, So I, yeah, it's so tricky. I don't know. How have you, you know, once you do introduce this and it's like, I guess when do you do you ever feel like you have to ask for permission to draw about people or do you not that's no pressure because we were bad at this no so I don't think I really ask okay so the thing is that most people that I've dated um unless it was really serious or or more serious sorry um unless it was more serious they don't fall they just don't follow me or um or maybe they do, but I don't really care. The, um, sorry. Oh my God. What was the question again? Oh my God. Like just permission. Like what is your take on that? It's it's honestly, I try to be, yeah, I try to be really authentic and close to what happened. So, um, I try to not make it super opinionated, like in, in a negative way. So I've drawn about people before and, um, this one guy wrote me and he's like, oh, was it that bad? And I'll be kind, like this post was like, I was said, oh, I had a really nice time, like next time dinner's on me or something. And he wrote me back and said, hey, you know, I didn't really feel a spark 
um, unfortunately. And then he wrote, and, and then he sent me a Tiki, which is the Venmo. So he sent me my a Venmo for my half of the bill. And so it was just like, oh, wow. So you're like rejected and then you get the bill. Um, and so I oh. made that into a comic and there were so many mean comments under it. And the thing is, this was like, um, this was like a friend's brother. So I deactivated the comments. It was the only time I had ever done that because it's not like these are bad people. The thing is like, I mean, maybe some of them are, but like they just did sometimes stupid things and they made me feel shitty. And I like to laugh about it because why, why not? Um, so I try to always, I try not to be super mean. Um, but yeah, there's uh, this, I'm in it now where I went on a few dates with somebody and he knows that they will come eventually, the comics. And I'm sure he, I can't really tell if he's happy to be on the feed or doesn't, doesn't really, um, doesn't care. But I don't like that I'm thinking um, what is polite or what is, it's a bit messing with my creativity. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I can we talk about the Venmo transaction? Sorry, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Because we've heard this before. Um, what like I guess my questions are, was there a conversation about the Venmo request? Did you what what happened when the bill actually came? Like what led to this? Or were you just like, oh now I, I'm getting Venmo requested? Cool. Um well I'll tell you about the more a more another one because I think that's also quite um quite a funny one. Well, and actually, I also want to hear about from you guys that Venmo is a big thing there. Here, here, um, it's ticky, like, and it's really common for everyone to send a ticky. Um, my like personal take on it is I would much rather split it in the restaurant or, yeah, it, it's not so much, I don't have a problem with like splitting the bill. I just don't, and this is super personal, I think. So I have friends here that don't mind it at all. But I don't like the idea, even if I'm going to see them again, of like that person's what getting in bed being like, hey, I had a great night tonight. And then they like send you your your Venmo request for like 20 bucks. And, and so for me, it kind of just, I'd rather do it even at the table, send me the Venmo like at, at the table. Um, is it happening in the US? I feel like it happens rarely. We've heard a lot about, I feel like the thing that we've probably heard about the most is if someone rejects you, like if, if I pay for a date, if I take Kimmy on a date and I pay and then I ask her for a second date and she says no, I send her a Venmo request. Like I feel like we've heard that a couple times, but it's very uncommon. It's more common. Like I feel like now etiquette in New York is like on the first date, you offer to split the check. Often the guy says no, but sometimes he doesn't and either way is fine. But like if he says no and then Venmo requests you, like I've never heard of that happening. Have you, Kimmy? No, that, but yeah, that that's extreme. But please, anyone listening, please tell us if you have had that experience. I think, Jessica, though, it's interesting kind of what we've heard about versus your gripe with it. Like why wouldn't we even just, you know, Venmo at the table, which I agree with. There's something weird to like – waiting after a date and it almost being like whether you get the Venmo or not even if it's super common to Venmo like if there's some sort of like it's an approval or I like I don't know it's a yeah yeah we've we've like discussed it on the so actually the most recent one was pretty funny so I will tell the story is that we have time right yeah definitely. yes so it was like it was a I think for me it's been how they've how they both happened where it was like kind of just the double rejection and then on top of that I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a, a bill so it wasn't like me rejecting it, and then they sent me the bill it was just kind of like double whammy um oh. so I was on a third it was a third or fourth date recently with this guy and um we get to the date and he's so he's really tired and so but he's like so tired that he has to talk about how tired he is, which gives a weird feeling. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's a type of person that does this, but it, he, he still was on the date. And so let's like make the most of it. And we ended up having a really nice time on the date. Um, talking, yeah, we talked about like psychology and politics and all these different things. It was really fun. Well, some people would maybe not say fun, but I thought it was a fun conversation. Um, and then the bill came and he did mention like, oh, I'll send you, 
I can just send you a ticket later. So he did mention it. So it was like laid out on the ground. Fine. I, I didn't choose that moment to say, I'd rather split it here. But like, that's, that's just my personal thing. Um, and, and we had already slept together, um, a few times before this and we leave the dinner and he's like, it's like weirdly a bit distant. So there's this like weird distance and he was tired, but the date was going well. And I, in general, I thought it was, it was a nice date and I end up back at his house and he's still being weird and it's still being a little distant. So I'm just totally confused and Normally, I think I would leave at that point, but I don't know if it's because I met him again in real life and you kind of think these people you meet in real life are unicorns, so you stick it out more, or if it's because my mind was so confused of what was happening that I kind of just stayed. Um, and he finally came out. Well, first he's like, I'm just so tired. I'm just really tired. Like, we can't do anything tonight. And it was super weird. And then eventually... He was like, so I, maybe I should be honest with you. I'm like, honesty's great. Like, love honesty. And then he said, um, last night, I actually ended up going home with someone. And then I'm thinking, Ugh. oh, like, you've just been complaining for hours on our date about being tired. And you were just like, fucking someone else. <laughs> like, that's cool. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so, so that was pretty funny in the moment and and then all of a sudden I started to be like well like listen it's fine like we're not exclusive and I mean it's not you know it's not ideal but it's you can technically do whatever you want I mean I wish you didn't say that we should continue going out tonight because now you've brought it on our date um and he was really apologetic um but yeah it was just I I think I almost started to like coach him I was like you're fine like it's fine <laughs> and then I was like no, no no let's stop let's stop because for some reason I always feel like I have to he was sad about like having to tell me and then I felt bad which was crazy um and then he was really apologetic and and so I just said listen like not ideal but you know like we're only starting to go out um if you want to go out again fine but and I you know I like it's been going well uh, but then just be really present with me on the date so don't bring any of this and then I start to leave and he's like oh yeah I'm um I'm I'm so sorry again um and then he goes so should I like still send you the ticky in my face oh my god <laughs> are you kidding me? And then he goes, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't. And I'm like, you know what? You, I'm going to let you figure that one out for yourself. <laughs> so, Good. Um, but yeah. It's like, I'm not going to answer this for you too. Like, That's my issue with this whole fucking thing. You're so rational and level-headed. Sorry to jump right in, <laughs> but you're being very much, you're being a lot more mature than I would be Yes, of course, people can still fuck other people when you're dating, but don't tell me about it and definitely don't complain about being tired and then that tell me about me it. I, I, I didn't even put that, I didn't put that dot together until way later where I'm like, oh my God, the whole night he was complaining about being tired. And then it's like, because his dick was in somebody's vagina. <laughs> like, of course he's tired. <laughs> and then make a fucking decision for yourself. Do not be like, yeah. oh, but wait, should I send you? You, uh. So then I have, I so just it's make, funny because I made a comic. I, I made two comics. One, um, one which was um, the one I posted, which was like, he said, hey, oh, I'm just so tired right now. And I said, uh, and he said, but, and then I, I filled in, oh, but you liked me so much. You still wanted to see me. And he goes, uh, but I was, I didn't want to like leave you with no plans is his reaction. So that was like the one I posted, but the backup one that I did not post was him saying, oh, I'm so tired. Um, like I probably should have canceled. And then I go, so why are we at this dinner, Ben? And then he says, well, how else will how else would I have coerced you? No, sorry. Let me, he goes, how else would I have made you feel like you coerced me to go on this date that I asked you out on? Yep. And that was like the, yeah. 
because but the thing is i didn't post that one because it felt mean because the thing is like he didn't mean to do it he but that's how it feels right like the 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 intention was not i'm gonna make her feel like uh she coerced me on this date anyways i'm being so polite because like i think because i know no. so i'm being like yeah. way too nice but yeah i mean he's a nice person he's just not my person and um I, but I think another funny one that i people. thought of was um was uh, the other comic idea i had was he asked to send me the Venmo for dinner. So I asked to send him the Venmo for the coaching session because therapy isn't free. <laughs> I love that. So, yep. So those are the oh, two, um, two comics that I have that I have not yet posted because again, I don't think this is a bad person, um, but they are feisty comics and uh, they're kind of what I wish I said in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I love that about your whole account. I feel like it's things that I wish, you know, you know, there's so many interactions in life, especially with, you know, in romantic situations, dating, romance, romance situations where you walk away and you're like, I have the perfect thing to say and it would eviscerate them and it would be like uncomebackable and all this stuff. And I, I feel like a lot of your comics feel that way to me. It's like, that's the thing I wish I said in the moment. Yeah. And, and now I'm struggling actually because um, over the past two years, Vanilla, the account Vanilla Quotance has become so like fierce and empowered and um, you know it's almost as if uh, taking Serena Kerrigan's advice you know so you know, no time for bullshit no time um, for people that don't value her etc cetera, etc cetera. and and I've now realized like starting to date again after the, the um, things start to open up after the pandemic that I'm not 100% there yet. So now I notice really this like huge thing where I'm experiencing this and I have to think, okay, well, how would Vanilla Quotance act? Because I'm not 100% her anymore. It used to be really my, mm. she was me and now she's a bit more where I hope to grow to, I guess. So mm. That's very cool. <laughs> like, that's I really, like really cool. Well, we love having you. We love your, we love your Instagram. Will you please tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, definitely. Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram. My account name is at Vanilla Cool Dance. I don't think I need to spell it out for you guys. Um, but um, yeah, so hope to see you guys there. It's a really fun space where people share lots of different stories and it um, you can laugh a bit more about your own life and the lives of others. Yeah, I think a lot of... Oh. I'm listening and I'm inspired to like take more of my life experiences and anxieties and frustrations like and turn them into something again. And I think you do that so well. And even if you're listening and you have no skills, I'm sorry, you all have skills, no like artistic skills or you're not a content creator, you can still submit your stories, which is so cool too. So you can submit them to Vanilla Cool Dance and yeah, it's thank you so much again for being on. I love, love, love chatting with you. Yes, and too. I'm and really we will hope to well we'll we'll link everything you talked about below we're going to be posting some of your comics and hopefully collaborating a little bit more down the line so yeah, look yeah. forward to more content and vanilla cool dance content from us too cool. yay thank you so much thank you guys thank you Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.